You're listening to Broken Hearted with Althea Branton. Join me for unscripted conversation about heartbreak in all its forms. Instead of getting over heartbreak, move through it. Face your pain and see what happens next. Welcome to Broken Hearted. I'm Althea Branton, and I'm so glad you're here. Eva Wexler is a self-love coach and energy healer. She brings her knowledge of the esoteric to help you see your limitless potential. By colliding the worlds of love and magic, you've got the ability to create a symphonic harmony and cultivate a life filled with beauty and meaning. Eva and I have a chat about the time that she came out of the spiritual closet. Now, this is a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but there is some truth to this. And I know this because a little over a decade ago, I too came out of the spiritual closet when I found out I was an empath and subsequently became a Reiki master. Enjoy this conversation. I know I did. Eva, welcome to Broken Hearted. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Eva, I know that you have been on quite a journey, and as a result of your broken heart, it led you to the most incredible place to where you're able to accept yourself, your spiritual gifts, and literally come out of the spiritual closet. So tell us, how did this journey begin? Okay, so it started um, since I was a kid. I was always so fascinated by the esoteric realm and anything associated with it. You know, tarot cards, psychics, astrologers, divination tools. But it was such a taboo subject in my household growing up that I really had to shy away from being open about it because if I did say something, my parents were kind would kind of look at me like I was a lunatic. And so I started um, just seeking the help of spiritual advisors, astrologers, tarot readers, energy healers throughout the years. It actually started when I was like 11 years old. And it just became such a source of a guilty pleasure for me because I found so much solace in it. But then at the same time, I hoarded it in my own heart because it was my little secret. No one else was in on it. And I started getting into yoga and meditation and started to embrace that spiritual side of myself more. And then I met my ex-boyfriend who actually also was a karmic soulmate back in 2016. The moment that I met him, time absolutely stood still and my heart skipped a beat. And straight off the bat, my intuition told me, don't do this. You're going to get your heart broken in a thousand pieces in six months. But also if you do it, there's going to be a really great lesson to be learned from this. And so of course I jumped in full throttle knowing that my heart was going to get broken. And five and a half months later it did. He was the love of my life and my heart was broken literally in a thousand pieces. But when that breakup happened, it literally changed me on a cellular structure. Everything about me changed. 
I started really delving deeper into spirituality. And within a couple of weeks of that breakup, I just started being more honest and open about who I was. And I've definitely had friendships um, demise within that time because people weren't open about it. But I've also cultivated deeper relationships, you know, with friends. And even my mom and my sister are so into the spirituality now and traveling the spiritual path and just thinking on a deeper scale of things, because even if they were resistant to it, I didn't force them into it, but I would give that little gentle nudge. Hey, why don't you shift your perspective from this into one of love? Or why don't you just delve a little deeper into the root cause of the problem and maybe you'll figure it out. So it's been so interesting to witness not only my transformation, but the transformation of friends and family as a result of me having come out. I love what you said about you were hoarding these gifts in your heart space. So at that time, your heart is broken into a million pieces were you able to finally release all that was being held in your heart, all that you had been collecting in your heart? It actually, it did take some time because after the breakup, naturally I wallowed for a little while and I started to shift my perspective on things and the spirituality really helped with that because at first I was saying that he was the love of my life. Mm -hmm. That when I started to get deeper into it, I asked myself, wait a minute, why is he the love of your life and you're not the love of your own life? Mm. And you say that he broke your heart in a thousand pieces. What if he didn't? What if that breakup was only meant to expose what had already been broken and damaged about yourself? So in that hoarding, it got to the point that I had hoarded so much that I couldn't hoard anymore. Everything had to literally burst out of the seams. Wow. So it wasn't just about discovering your spiritual side. It was actually getting to know who you are, your essence. Yes. And that's so funny because my essence is the spiritual side. Mm -hmm. so it was such an interesting dichotomy where now I'm embracing my spiritual side, but that is who we are anyway. And it's about finding that part within ourselves that lays dormant for so long. And then something traumatic happens and you have no choice but to change all your paradigms to realize that they're nothing but dogmas so that you can start all over and literally recondition yourself to relearn everything that wasn't suitable for your needs. And I, I absolutely can appreciate that. And having gone through that in my own experience, knowing that after a broken heart, when you kind of look out on your life, and you start to question what is real and what isn't anymore. And I remember being at a point where I decided, you know what, all of it has to go because it's led me here. Now I have an opportunity to start over, to start fresh with a clean slate. And that's when, at least for me, I started to go down that path of getting to know who is Althea. 
who is she? Who is this person that has always been there, but I've been too afraid to express? I've been too afraid to be this person for fear of not being accepted in my inner circle. I love that. And it's like when you do the who am I, no adjectives, no semantics, but who am I truly? What am I here for? I love your own transformation too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's still, it's, it's been almost three years now and it is still an ongoing journey. And I do believe that this journey never ends. It, it really, it doesn't end. We just keep peeling back layers. And when we get to a point where we think, okay, I'm healed, hooray. And then all of a sudden you discover something new. And you start to peel back that layer and you start to do that inner work. Now, in your journey, Eva, I'm curious about something. Was there one particular modality that really helped you through the process? Or was it really just about you getting to know who you are and, and improving that relationship that you had with your own self and your own soul? Okay, so there wasn't one specific modality because I'm so into astrology, tarot cards, using crystal guidance, um, praying to the divine. And actually when my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend and I had broken up, I had been drinking so heavily at that point. And it's something that I really don't talk about with a lot of people. And because that it was just a culmination of so much in my own childhood and then through my adolescence and adult life. It was, the drinking was an escapism to really truly feel that pain, but to also not feel anything. And so once him and I had broken up, I started, like I said, I had started delving into spirituality more and I started to become a little reliant on tarot cards as my guiding journey. And I remember I was watching YouTube one day, um, a tarot video. And that day I had said, I'm not going to drink again. But as I'm listening to that video, the tarot reader had pulled out a card and said, this is Archangel Michael, and he's telling you, for any of you Sagittarius's out there, if you have a drinking problem and you need to stop, you have to stop right now. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm like, oh my God, I can do this. I just have to rely solely on divine faith. And I've been almost three years sober now. So like I said, I've been... Um, delving into so many different modalities of spirituality, you know, yoga, meditation, astrology, tarot, crystals. I actually do energy healing, a lot of the shadow work and your child work. But that divine faith, having trust in the process, has gotten me to where I am today. I want to thank you, first of all, for having the faith and courage to speak your truth on this episode and to all that are listening. I know that was a very difficult thing for you to share and just know that I am holding space. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that aspect of yourself. I really, truly am grateful for it. And thank you so much. I appreciate that. 
I know that tarot cards um, is something that off and on, even in my own journey, I have got interested in them when I was a teenager. And just like you, I felt like it also was a dirty secret. I grew up in a very fundamental Judeo-Christian household. So anything that was considered pagan, essentially, astrology was considered pagan. So when I just started discovering my sign, I'm an Aries, um, with Aries moon. I was born under the sign of Aries with Aries moon rising. So in discovering what that meant for myself, even as a teenager, and then later on in young adulthood, when I discovered tarot, there's one thing about tarot that I learned that has stuck with me to this day. And that one thing is that the tarot cards are, yes, they're a source of divinity, the most important thing to remember about tarot is that they're to provoke that work inside yourself. So they're there to help guide you into your inner world and into your inner wisdom because Eva, we know, we know so much and we have so much wisdom. We have so much knowledge inside of ourselves that if we just had the courage to honor it, acknowledge it, and heed it. I'm curious to know about your own experience with the tarot cards. Did you find yourself becoming so like, if you had a decision to make, you would pull a card and say, okay, the card said I should do this. And then you would do it. Or is it more for your own growth? So tell me about your journey with tarot. So it's actually um, an interesting dichotomy of both. After that breakup, I got so obsessed with the tarot and so reliant on seeking the answers within the tarot. And since you're so into it, you can appreciate that, you know, if you ask the tarot the same question 10 times, eventually they're just going to kind of screw with your own mind and throw out all these different <laughs> answers because you did the first time when you should have. So then it started to become like, okay, what's going to happen from this situation? Where are my energies now? What can I expect a month from now? So when I really started to look beneath the surface of the cards and really tap into my own intuition with the cards, and when I actually draw tarot cards, I don't um, shuffle them and then start picking them out. I ask the universe to drop out cards for me to provide me with the messages that I need to hear so that I can gain clarity. And it always works for me. Cards will always fall out of the deck and it's exactly what I need to hear when I need to hear it. Is it always something that you want to hear or is it something that you need to hear? It's something that I need to hear. Because sometimes it's, we ask a question, we know what the answer that we want, <laughs> but the cards don't necessarily tell us those glad tidings. They don't necessarily say like, yeah, you're gonna get what you want. They tell us something completely different. I know, that's why I actually gave up on asking like yes or no questions or like, am I gonna get this job? Am I gonna um, pack up and travel the world? Cause I'm like, I already know the answers to those questions. So let me just see how my own energies are going to play out so that I can see how deeply 
or not that I'll be impacted from my own energies so that that can be a guiding force towards my destination point. That's amazing. So now you've shifted the way that you use the tarot. Now it is really allowing, it's, it's a, it's a, a way for the universe to give you messages. Do you ever receive messages from any other types of divination from pendulums, runes, anything to that sort? I actually haven't tried pendulums or runes yet. Mm -hmm. With my journey right now, everything is telling me to take the time hone in on what it is that I'm working on at the moment. And then when the time is right, I can delve into different modalities of divination. Right. And what, if I may ask, what is the one thing that you're working on at the moment? I'm actually working on my own business. Um, so I've combined holistic health coaching with energy healing. And the reason that I combine both um, different forms of healing is because one, we really do need to talk to through our own problems. And even, because <clears throat> how many times have you gotten an epiphany from just saying something out loud? And so that would be really helpful for people. And then the energy healing, it's because, you know, so many times that we want to manifest something into our lives, whether it's losing weight or having a better relationship with our significant other or children or family or friends or colleagues, whatever it is, we need to work on that relationship with ourselves first. And then why I do the energy healing is because, like I said, when we try to work on those aspects and it doesn't come into fruition, it's because our subconscious mind isn't aligned with our conscious mind. Our conscious mind operates at 5% of the time, whereas our subconscious mind is working overtime at 95% of the time. So if we combine the uh, energy healing with the goal conquering, we can and will manifest exactly what it is that we want. It may not be at the exact right time or look, the journey may not be exactly the same, but we will get what we want when we're coming from that heart center. Let's talk about for a second, Eva, what it means to come out of the spiritual closet. And when I say this, Maybe a decade ago, talking about these kinds of subjects was still, you could, you still might get the odd look. However, if you found the right circles, you might be okay. But now, talking about meditation and chakras and yoga is now part of the mainstream. So it's almost as if having discussions on spirituality and even considering yourself to be a spiritual person, now we're in a time where we can do that. So what did that mean for you, Eva? When, when you say you came out of the spiritual closet, what did that mean for you? It's so funny because um, at that time in my life, when I did come out of the spiritual closet, everybody that I had surrounded myself with were not into that path whatsoever. So it was literally my vibe was attracting my tribe. 
And once I had come out of it, like I said, I had lost some friendships along the way because of that. Um, my mom and my sister had gotten more into it. So that gave me that peace and comfort and solace. And then once I fully came out, I started attracting more like-minded individuals, more people who were into meditation, into yoga, into energy healing, into no, I don't really need to go travel to an ashram in India for six months because I have the answers within my own heart. And I absolutely loved that I just kept on attracting more and more people that had the same values and the belief system and the mindset as I did. And it's so funny that it's in the mainstream now because it's like you get that sense of joy that, wow, this is what I've been into for so long. And now it's, you see all these people delving further into it because it works. It absolutely does. And one thing that I want to, or at least is one of the, the guiding principles of my intentions behind this podcast is to show how a broken heart isn't the end. It may be the end of a relationship, but it's also the beginning of an entirely new journey. And for you, this is exactly what it was. It was the beginning of this incredible journey where you not only embraced spirituality, but you started learning and loving your own self and healing yourself from the inside out. It's so funny when I look back on that breakup, because when I look back on how much pain I had felt, literally a part of me had died, but that part of me needed to die so that I could have this rebirth of coming into the person that I am today. And I had always aspired to be this person, but had lacked the courage and the confidence to become her. And then that breakup happened and it was like, well, everything that I've ever wanted in my life, that one true love, that may not be existent because that one true love needs to be me. So I might as well just start being me so that I can be my one true love and all the joy that's going to abound from it. And when I really started doing the inner work, I mean, it took me like two and a half years to truly come into my own because about 18 months after that breakup, my father passed away. I'm so, so sorry for your loss. No, it's, it's, you know, it's the cycles of life. And when he did, so it was a whole different breakup to have to endure. And, but that first breakup made it not easier, but made me more understanding about the cycles of life and that the only absolute in life is that nothing is permanent. So then you took those two breakups and all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I'm called to move from New York City to Santa Fe, New Mexico. I gave up everything. I gave up my friends, my family. I didn't have a job. I didn't even take my furniture down here. I just got a furnished apartment. And I was like, oh my God, had I not endured both of those heartbreaks, I would not have sacrificed everything I would have known to follow my own heart. 
So now, and one thing you may not miss uh, being in New York is the snow. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those blizzards, no. (laughs) So now you're in Santa Fe, enjoying the sunshine. So now, Eva, the love of your life is you. So now, how do you feel now about romantic love, given the journey that you've been on? How do you feel now about romantic love? Do you feel it's possible? Do you feel that you're in a different place? If you look at my birth chart, I'm actually meeting the love, um, my life partner within like the next month. It just astrologically, everything's falling into place for me. And I'm actually at the point where I'm open for that because I used to be this giver to the point that I would sacrifice my own happiness. And I was seeing an astrological coach and he had, he couldn't have said it better. He said, you have to stop being that sacrificial whore. You have to stop giving a part of yourself that you're not capable of giving. So being in Santa Fe has really propelled that healing journey and really made me open up to receive the love that I do want, but I needed to provide for myself. So in a month's time, am I going to get some good news? <laughs> <laughs> that you found someone. I know. Imagine if it was like some cowboy who works on a ranch. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious, Eva, because if I heard news like that, that 30 days hence I was going to meet someone, I'd kind of think to myself, okay, um, what do I do till then? Do I just like, I I feel like I would be kind of looking like, okay, is it that person? Is it that person? Is it that person? Because I know that in this amount of time, it's going to happen. Do you, did you get that feeling when you had that reading? No, it's funny because, um, the first man who had ever wanted to marry me, we were, I was 20 years old. He was 22 years old. And he had actually asked me to marry him. There was no ring. You know, we were so young. But intuitively, I knew I wouldn't meet somebody until I was 36. So I wouldn't say yes to him for that very reason. Why would I go get married and have kids knowing that my life partner was coming into my life at 36 years old? So I said, no, there was another guy who wanted to marry me. And in my heart, I knew that. So I wouldn't marry him. So I don't actually look at different men like, oh my God, is it him? Is it him? I don't know if I could do him, you know, because I know I will just know based on my own intuition. How much do you trust your intuition now as opposed to in the past, do you have a stronger relationship with your intuition? Yes, because every time that my intuition has tried to um, lead me astray from certain situations, I would defy it. And once um, that breakup happened, because you know my intuition told me, don't do it, and I went in anyway, From that point moving forward, I said, I have to follow my intuition. And that was actually one of the catalysts for me moving down to Santa Fe. My intuition had told me, you have to move there. 
So now you're settled. You have this great relationship with yourself and your partner is coming. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's almost no words, Eva. There's almost no words. I mean, you have come full circle all because of this man that you had met in 2016 who broke your heart into a thousand pieces. It's, it's almost mind boggling when I look back on everything. When that breakup happened, I knew that I wouldn't be dating for a couple of years. I knew that I needed to reconcile from past pain, trauma, suffering, to cultivate a really nurturing and caring relationship with myself, to learn who I was, what I wanted to become, what I want to do for a living. And I knew that once all those pieces fell into place, then that's when the universe would gift me with the person that I would be with. It's so crazy when you look at all the pieces of the puzzles of your own life and you see, you know, you may not get it in that moment in time, but when you reflect on it, you're like, oh, now in the grander scheme of things, does it truly make sense? Eva, I want to thank you profoundly for being a guest on Brokenhearted today. Thank you for your candor, your courage to share parts of your story that may not have previously been shared. I'm truly grateful for you. Thank you so much. I had such a good time talking to you about this. It just, it fascinates me beyond belief. Amazing. Thank you again. So often when we're going through heartbreak, we're so tempted to seek answers outside ourselves. It's very easy to go to Google, put in a search that says how to get over a really bad breakup, and you'll find any number of lists, bullet points, blueprints. But the reality is, is there's no one way to move past a broken heart. In fact, there isn't any way to move past a broken heart, at least in my opinion, and I've been saying this from the day one, you have to move through the pain. You have to move through all those feelings. There are ways for you to figure out how to navigate it, but in the end, that's entirely up to you. Learn more about Eva Wexler's work at cleankarma.com. And you can follow Eva on Instagram at Clean Karma, and I'll include these in the show notes. Tune in next week for another episode of Broken Hearted. We'll have another unscripted conversation about heartbreak in all its forms. In the meantime, feel your pain and see what happens next. Follow me on Instagram at Althea Branton. Stay up to date with the latest news on Brokenhearted. Send me a DM. I'd love to chat.